Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm ready for the third season of The Mandalorian. Aren't you? Carl Weathers says they're filming it. I'm, I'm ready for it. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. It is my show. Thank you for being here today with me. The full number is 877 877- 97-ERIC-877-973-7425. If you want to be a part of the program, are you a parent? Are you a parent? Do you have children, as we say here in the South? You got children. I used to be on a city council with a guy. God bless him. He passed away a few years ago. Uh, Reverend Jones was on the city council with me. And every time there was an issue that came up, if if it could expand government, he was a he was a as Democrat as I was Republican, as progressive as I was conservative, and he wanted to do everything for the children. We got we got to expand. We 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 got to add more social welfare programs for the children. We we got to we we got to expand the mayor's power for children. We we got to do all these things for the children. We need to, what, what, what would he talk about? Um, we need to, um, he always spoke in, in corporate ease. Uh, the synchronicity and, and, and I just, he used all the, the corporate babble and would always end it with the justification for the children. Well, if you got children, you and your children are in public school, you could be a domestic terrorist. You just, you could be a domestic terrorist if your children are in a post. This is the most absurd thing I have seen in a while. Democrats are upset that parents are coming to school board meetings and criticizing the school board meetings. I want to be brutally honest and clear with you here. You should not ever. There is no excuse. You should not ever show up at an elected official's home to protest them or harass them. I am sensitive to this as it has happened to me more than once. I've been swatted. I've had people show up at my house to threaten my family. There is no excuse for that sort of behavior in the United States, particularly when your public officials do things at public meetings behind open doors where you can go in and have your say. You should not be showing up at someone's house. And for those of you who say, well, the left does it. Are you a progressive? No. So cut it out. Stop acting like the people you dislike. You have a right to go to a city council or a school board meeting and be heard. Parents are doing this, and it's not just conservative parents. It is progressive parents. It is liberal parents. They are mad as hell about critical race theory. It is not just conservative parents. In New York City, upper income progressive elite parents are mad as hell that the city has decided to get rid of the gifted program in schools because of racial inequity. 
not inequality, inequity. Uh, black kids are not in the program in equal proportion to white kids and particularly Asian kids who are disproportionately advantaged by the gifted program. Therefore, they're going to shut it down. And, and liberal parents are rising up to complain about it. It's around the nation. And so what have school boards decided? They have decided that you are a domestic terrorist. I was on a city council for a term. It was the worst job of my life. I would still be a lawyer today, except there were people called clients and clients are stupid and I was tired of dealing with them. There is an even worse group of people. They are called constituents. Constituents are terrible to deal with because they expect you to do things. They You get elected and they actually want you to get their trash picked up. Now, I don't know what the partisan position on trash collection is, I was on a, the only city council in Georgia that had partisan members, Democrat, Republican, all the rest of Georgia are nonpartisan members. I, I, I don't I don't know what the partisan position is on this sort of stuff, but I know that people would come to the city council and have strongly held opinions on what we should or should not do and occasionally got harassed by someone who was too lazy to roll their trash can down to the curb and they got mad at me and wanted me to send the, send the truck back by. No, no, you got a responsibility to get up and roll it down to the curb in the morning like the rest of us do but they had a right to come and talk. And in our city council, we had usually the same number of people would come and and it was always the same people and they would always say dumb stuff. Rarely did anyone come to make a a good point. A lot of times it was just grandstanding for their particular constituent group or they had personal vendettas. I had a laptop and I would sit there and work while they were doing it. I wouldn't listen to these people. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I don't mean to be insulting. I just, I had work to do. They got their right to, to speak. I got my right to ignore them. They didn't, they weren't in my district anyway. Someone came from my district. They had my phone number. They could call me and talk to me. But you got the right to go, whether they listen or not. The fact that they're calling you a terrorist, a domestic terrorist for complaining. And here's the thing. Here, here's here's what you got to understand is, is that they're, they're focusing on a few ang- really angry people, but they're focusing on those really angry people. But when you read what they're actually doing, they're not just looking at the really angry people. They're looking at parents who show up at school board meetings who express concern about mask mandates or critical race theory. So if you show up at your child's school and you say, I would like to thank you for giving me three minutes to speak to you, ladies and gentlemen. My child is a second grader at Reed Parker Elementary School in Montrose. And he's required to wear a mask. The data on masks show that there's no reason for our children to be wearing masks outside of high school. I only refer to elementary school at this moment. We are the only Western power that is requiring masks of children in elementary schools. All of the European countries from Great Britain to Ireland to France to Germany to Denmark and the rest have decided the scientific research shows there's no reason for it. Japan, Taiwan, Israel as well with comprehensive data shows there's no reason for children in elementary school at that grade level to wear masks. I think that children do need to see facial structures and and facial expressions in order to build relationships. Up until the pandemic, there was a lot of data until the American Association of Pediatrics actually deleted that data. But I have the 
the reports, and the reports do say that children develop relationships based on facial expressions. They tend to understand people better, and in fact, we're seeing real-world data these days showing that children in elementary schools are struggling to understand and comprehend others and build meaningful relationships already with just a year into this because their faces are hidden behind masks and they can't relate to each other as you and I relate to each other. Please, I'm asking you as a parent, allow my elementary school children and yours to take their masks off. The weight of scientific evidence globally shows it's not necessary, and I believe we should follow the science. Thank you very much. You give that speech now, they think you're a domestic terrorist. It's absurd. Yeah, yeah you know, the, the left wants to focus on, oh, well, it was the, it was the angry parents. It may have been the angry parents that provoked it, but they're not just looking at the angry parents. If you show up at a school board and you want to raise concerns about masks or critical race theory, you're presumed to be a domestic terrorist. In Loudoun County, Virginia, a father got arrested. The father went to speak out against a transgender policy in the Loudoun County schools. The father's name was Scott Smith. The school board deemed the meeting an unlawful assembly because so many of the parents showed up to oppose a policy on transgender students. Scott Smith got arrested the National School Board Association used him as their poster child for saying parents at school board meetings have become domestic terrorists. They claimed a white, blue-collar male showed up to harangue obscure public servants on his local school board. The man was arrested for disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. The local prosecutor in Loudoun County, Virginia, intends to prosecute him. He's been on house arrest. Now let me give you the facts. On May 28th, Stonebridge High School called Mr. Smith to school because his 15-year-old daughter had been in a physical altercation in the bathroom with a male. It was far more serious. His daughter had been raped by a boy who identified as a girl. Smith says he made a scene at the school board meeting and says any father would have done the same. I went nuts. The boy who raped his daughter, who identified the boy who identifies as a girl who raped Mr. Smith's daughter, was transferred to another school where he forced a girl into an empty classroom, held her against her will, and touched her inappropriately. It's the same boy who attacked Steve Smith, Scott Smith's daughter. And the school board and the school system as punishment, moved the boy to a different school. 
And Scott Smith's treated as a domestic terrorist for being angry that his daughter was raped. Being angry to a school system that failed his daughter. Let me read you. The Daily Wire broke the story. I want to read you part of this. On May 28th, Stonebridge High School called Scott Smith to come to the school where they told him his 15-year-old daughter had been in a physical altercation in a bathroom with a male, Smith said. When he arrived, he determined what had happened was not the case of his daughter being beaten up. It was far more serious. The school said it was handling the incident in-house. Smith was dumbfounded. Deputies from the sheriff's office ultimately responded to the school, not to investigate the alleged rape of a child, Smith said, but because school administrators called them on Smith for making a scene about it. Smith acknowledged he did make a scene and said any father would have done the same. I went nuts. I called the principal a P-word. He said six uh, cop cars showed up like a SWAT team to respond to the school's complaint about an assertive parent. The police department declined to provide records. Thank God that I drew enough attention to it without getting arrested that we got an escort to the hospital and they administered a rape kit that night, Smith said. A sane exam and buckle swab, his lawyer said, later came back favorable to the prosecution's case. At 4.48 p.m. that day of the incident, the principal sent out an email to the community that claimed nothing jeopardizing student safety had occurred, painted Smith as a villain, and offered counseling services to the witnesses of Scott Smith blowing up at the school because his daughter was raped and they chose not to prosecute the rapist. They just moved him to a different school where he abused another girl. That actually happened. That is actually documented. It is actually reported. The records are there. And that man, Scott Smith, is who the National School Board Association used as an example of domestic terrorists going to school boards to harass school board members that the left in this country, the political elite, I should say, because, you know, there are a lot of liberal parents who are on Scott Smith's side. There are a lot of liberal parents who are outraged by this. It's the political elite in this country at these school boards in decision-making powers who are out to lunch on this. They do not realize the storm that they're causing. They don't realize it. And they're blaming everybody else. They are sheltered in their little enclaves inside a bubble. They don't recognize what's coming. Here's what's going to happen. If Terry McAuliffe loses in Virginia, the Democrats will finally realize that something is coming their way that they themselves caused. They'll find other ways and other people to blame. But they'll realize this education stuff, like defund the police, the education stuff is bad for them. But it's going to take them losing power in order to understand it because for the left at this point to understand that they've caused a backlash, they must first lose power to recognize it because as long as they don't lose power, they think they're being affirmed by the press and they're being affirmed by their peers so everyone must like it. It's going to cost them power for them to realize they've overplayed their hand on the transgender nonsense in schools, the critical race theory stuff in schools, and the fact that they're calling parents domestic terrorists for daring to challenge school board decisions. Y'all, from the moment I sat in my X chair, my body said, this is what a real office chair is supposed to be like. I had, gosh, I had gone through office chairs and then I got my X chair and it is the perfect chair. In fact, my X chair, unlike your chair, can massage my back while I'm sitting doing three hours of talk radio. 
It can even heat up and cool down depending on my office, which tends to run hot in the summer and cold in the wintertime. And it's all in the LMX massage and temperature regulation exclusively designed for the X-Chair. And once you feel the customized support of X-Chair's patented dynamic lumbar DVL, they call it, dynamic variable lumbar, your back's going to be happy. What I need you to do, you got to go check out the X-Chair because yeah, I bought the, y'all know the expensive brand and I bought it. It was a good chair. It actually was a really good chair. And X-Chair takes it to the next level. What you need to do is go to xchaireric.com now. That's X, the letter X, chair, E-R-I-C-K.com or call 844-4-X-Chair for $100 off your order. X-Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. It's xchaireric, E-R-I-C-K.com. It is worth it. Well, okay. Um, I, I want to I want to get to Keith's phone call here, but first I got to let you know uh, in the story I just told you about uh, Scott Smith at school, the Loudoun County Public Schools have re- they've released a statement on the uh, sexual assaults that looks like they tried to cover up, and um, they say their their chief reason for arresting Scott Smith at the school board meeting was. Quote, we are unable to locate any record that indicates Scott Smith had registered in advance to speak at the school board meeting. I wish I were making that up. These people are absurd. All right, to the phones we go. I'm going to go first up to Scott, uh, Keith, rather. Welcome to the program, Keith. Hey, how you doing? Great. I was... Good. I was calling because it kind of goes along with what you're talking about. Um, I'm in the Army, and my goal is to be a teacher after I retire, and I was using a program called Troops to Teachers where I help soldiers become certified as teachers once they get out of the Army. Biden stopped it out of nowhere uh, about two months ago. And the only reason they listed was because of a modernization of the force. But it survived the force cutting of Obama and Clinton over the past couple of decades. So uh, my only thinking is, why would you want to stop a mostly country-loving, God-fearing, conservative workforce from becoming teachers? Well, but because you, I mean, haven't you read you guys, according to Homeland Security, are the new domestic terrorists, <laughs> and now you're going into schools and collaborating with the parents. I mean, <laughs> the kids might actually learn how to do math. <laughs> I know. I, I, this this is bizarre to me. Yeah. By the way, I'm I'm pulling this up right now. The the troops to teachers program established in 1993. Um. And yeah. Uh, effective uh, October 1st, 2020, the Defense Department canceled it. Um. Sunsetting at the end of 2021, and President Biden chose not to reverse that. Um. How bizarre that they would cancel. A program like that, I, I I'm sure it has everything to do with with non sinister motives. I'm I'm just I'm positive, absolutely, we can believe them. <laughs> just well, all right, Keith. Listen, first of all, uh, thank thank you for your service, and also uh, keep trying to do this. You know, I, I genuinely wanted to be a teacher when I was a uh, when I was younger. My dad had been a teacher, um, and then my dad took me to lunch one day and said, "Son, don't be a teacher. Go make some money." Oh. He, he left and, and worked in the oil field. Um, I have tremendous respect for the teachers who are trying to teach. I have a lot of friends and family members who are teachers. 
And I think if you could have former soldiers, particularly because of disciplinary issues in schools, get into the school system, it would be a great thing. I'm kind of appalled to learn that the program, I didn't realize the program had been canceled. I knew it existed, but they've canceled the program. And I'm sure there's absolutely thinking about the whole, um, do we want these people teaching our kids? Yes, we should want these people teaching our kids. When we come back, uh, we got to spend some more time on this terrorism stuff. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, I, I want to, so well, let me, let me back up and, and reset just a moment here and I'll take your phone calls. 877-973-7425. I got other stuff I want to talk about, but this, I, I think it's important to play this audio. One, I had Charlie cut it up, but two, uh, it actually, it's, it's well done by our friends at Grabian, but I need to set this up for you. One of the things that I think Republicans benefit from in the country politically right now is how much in a bubble Democrats are with the media. And it's become this echo chamber wherein in progressive enclaves where this stuff plays well, they think that uh, they are on the upswing. David Shore is a Democrat progressive political analyst, worked for Barack Obama. He worked for a polling company for the left, a data analytics company. On Twitter, he suggested that the defund the police movement and the riots after George Floyd would work against the Democrats and help Republicans. And he was canceled or attempted cancellation by the left for daring to say it. He broke away from tribal orthodoxy. And while Shore actually benefited from it and has become more prominent, and a lot of people pay attention to what he says, Democrats overall, they're scared to speak up. They're scared to say things because not everyone will land on their feet like David Shore. And so the bubble becomes harder to penetrate and the echo chamber becomes louder. And they begin to refer to parents as domestic terrorists. It becomes a mantra. And I think it hurts them. Our friends at Grabian have this montage, and you need to listen to this montage of clips from the mainstream news media outlets around the country discussing parents at school boards. Violent-looking, angry, spewing parents outside of these schools. Individuals intent on creating chaos for the sake of creating chaos. These actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. This becomes a security crisis in a sense for the nation. This may also mobilize even more law enforcement to to be at these meetings. It is dangerous to our children when the parents themselves are the school bullies. I think one of the worst things is the actions at the board meetings. Uh, You know, the the calling of names, you know, you know, tyrant, Marxist, communist. We've never seen anything like we're seeing at these school boards now. What on earth has happened in this country? Sometimes they're not even talking. They are yelling and creating chaos. Things have become so scary at these meetings. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. New laws may be necessary. There's always the possibility uh, that people will face criminal prosecution for this kind of conduct. The FBI and federal law enforcement is tailor-made for that kind of national level coordination with state and local police. The attorney general has put out a letter 
they will take actions they take. What does it mean that something that is generally boring and neutral, like a school board meeting, has become a locus for violence? You look at the rage, the anger, you think, what is this doing to the children in those homes and their mental health? We have a board of ed working with the local school boards to determine the curriculum for our schools. You don't want parents coming in in every different school jurisdiction. And they want to shut down our schools and, you know, move kids over to charter schools and private schools um, without the oversight of the state. And that's wrong. This is becoming a talking point of the left that the media itself has embraced. Uh, At the same time, as parents are upset about all this stuff, they continue to deny, for example, critical theories in school. Here's Terry McAuliffe running for governor of Virginia on critical theory. I was very clear that we don't teach critical race theory here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and it's a racist dog whistle, and he's got to stop it. I'm about uniting. Our children should not be used as political pawns. All right. Um, A racist dog whistle to say that critical race theory is being taught in schools. Meanwhile, in Loudoun County, Virginia, the same school system that covered up the uh, assault of a girl by a transgender student in a girl's bathroom, uh, they're having hearings on how to further expand critical race theory education in the school system. But Terry McAuliffe says it's not happening up there. This gets me to David Shore. Uh, as I mentioned, David Shore is a uh, Democrat. He is a progressive. He is a data analyst. Ezra Klein had a big story about him over the weekend or on Friday in the New York Times. David Shore believes that the Democrats are about to be wiped out for probably a decade in power. A lot of Democrats say he's overreacting, uh, that he's too into the data, that he doesn't get the nuances, the messaging, that candidates matter, things like that. He's probably right, though, just based on, one, the Electoral College, and two, uh, even if they win the presidency, they will be shut out of the Senate because of the way things are going. If, If Democrats win 51% of the popular vote in next year's election, uh, they can expect several losses in the Senate nonetheless because of the way the states are trending. Now, let, let me talk to you about the most controversial point, and this is will be absurd to many of you, but it gets to this talking point from the Democrats that parents are domestic terrorists for confronting school boards about education. The Democrats have internalized this and they believe it, except it's not really true to say the Democrats. That's painting with too broad a brush. It's Democrat political consultants and strategists. David Shore's point is one Democrats should pay attention to, but probably won't, because to pay attention to it would put some people out of work. At its core, the Democratic Party is a party of black and Hispanic voters with college-educated white voters on top. It used to be blue-collar white voters. They moved to the Republicans. And as blue-collar, non-college-educated voters moved to the Republicans, a lot of the upper-income, secular, college-educated voters wanted nothing to do with the blue-collar whites, so they moved over to the Democratic Party. The problem is these people live in a land of make-believe. They live in a bubble, often urban coastal enclaves. 
They go to school with each other. They connect with each other. They network with each other. They tend to want to, as white people, speak for black people. This reminds me of the multiple stories I've heard over the last year in different racial reconciliation groups where white women were explaining to black women how those black women didn't even know they were oppressed because they had so imbibed in white supremacy. I've heard the story more than once from multiple people around the country that the white women were lecturing the black women on, no, no, you don't understand how oppressed you are when the black women didn't believe they were oppressed. They live in a bubble. And these young, white, secular, atheist, single Democrats, or I shouldn't say single, childless Democrats, wish to speak for the black and Hispanic community that is a part of the Democratic coalition. And the problem is these young, white, childless Democrats who are increasingly influential in shaping the opinions, positions, views, and pronouncements of the Democratic Party. They're surrounded with people who agree with them on what the big issues of the day are, and no one in real America does. So, for example, they think nonstop masking, double masking, triple masking is good. They think Democrats should prioritize climate change and the Green New Deal because they care about it passionately. And if it drives up fuel costs for the poor, well, so be it. You're saving the planet. They think transgender, cultural, social, educational policy is a good thing. And your children in kindergarten should start start learning that uh, people can be non-binary and, and uh, can, can be spirit to animal, whatever the hell it is. Two-spirit, pansexual, and your children in kindergarten should know what it means to be pansexual. They think a lot of things that are not so. G.K. Chesterton, the Catholic philosopher, theologian, brilliant writer, philosopher, said uh, the danger in not believe, uh, of not believing in God is not that you'll believe anything, but that you'll, or not that you'll believe nothing, but that you'll believe everything. The danger of not believing in God is not that you'll believe nothing, but that you'll believe anything. And these people, having rejected God, have decided to believe everything crazy. They are Romans 1. And the Democratic Party elite listen to these people. And as they listen to these secular, white, progressive young people, they tend to ignore that black and Hispanic people in the Democratic coalition are culturally very conservative. And as a result, Hispanic people first, because they don't have the historic anchor to the Democratic Party that black people do, but Hispanics are starting to leave the Democratic Party. They're starting to go to the GOP, in part because of jobs, but also because of cultural issues. And here is where David Shore clashes with the Democratic elite, some of whom have surveyed why Hispanic voters went to the GOP, and many of them say it was about jobs and and they had jobs under Donald Trump. And that holds out for some, but for most, you get to a cultural issue. They believe they'll get jobs because Donald Trump and the Republicans reject socialism. But the 
young elite progressives, whites in the Democratic Party, they don't interpret the data that way, and they miss it. David Shore does, and he says, you've got a problem. You have a cultural, social problem. So what does David Shore recommend they do? It's the one thing they can't do. Stop talking about issues that aren't popular with the most of the people who vote. Stop talking about the issues that will cause you to lose. The problem is, you know this, every single person knows this, the the white elite in the Democratic Party that become the party of Karen, who's in your face and telling you all the stuff that Karen thinks you need to know, whether you want to know it or not, trying to force you to care. You will be made to care. Karen will make you care about climate change and about transgender rights and about your children needing to know about Drag Queen Story Hour and about the police being bad and the need to defund the police and the need to let people out of jail and the need to get rid of bail and on and on and on and on. Karen going to make you care. The problem is people are carrying in the opposite direction. And that's David George's point is the Democrats are being led by a bunch of people who care about things and want to do things that most people don't. And those things pull terribly, and these white Democrats won't shut up about it. And Shore's position is, listen, I agree with you on these things, but stop talking about them. And they won't. Because they won't. They're going to lose. And when they lose, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to say that the Republicans suppressed the vote stole it from them because a progressive cannot acknowledge his ideas are unpopular. So if he loses, it must be a conspiracy, voter suppression. It's got to be theft because who doesn't, who doesn't support climate change? Only the bad people, only the terrible people. And the progressives, they're surrounded by good people, surrounded by well-meaning people. So everyone must care about these issues. Everyone must care. Except they don't. And the Democrats don't know it because in their bubble, in their progressive enclaves, the members of the media, the reporters, the journalists, the editors, the opinion writers, the pundits, they all care. They all think the same thing. And so no one else can disagree with them. The Democrats being in this bubble, surrounded by an affirming media, is one of the great strategic advantages Republicans have moving forward. The Democrats can't admit it because they can't recognize it, so they don't know it. And so the Democrats will do as Republicans did after 2020, and they will scream the election was stolen. The media will give them a vast array of credibility that the election was stolen, just like they did with Stacey Abrams in 2018. But it won't make it so, and what will happen is because they'll believe it was stolen, they'll just be more dogmatic and more angry, which again will perpetuate the feedback loop of Republicans getting elected to spare people the insanity of democratic public policy. Now, I want to spare you the misery and insanity of cold and flu season where you're worried about the germs floating in the air right now, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier that destroys common viruses and bacteria and cleans the air. They've got a great deal for their three-pack right now. They use the same technology hospitals use to clean and sanitize rooms with viruses and bacteria floating in them, all without using dangerous toxic chemicals. 
and you don't have to buy filters all the time on a subscription. It's great. And the thunderstorm gets rid of foul smells like cigarette smoke, cooking smells, pet urine odor. No matter the odor, the thunderstorm gets rid of it for good. There's no filter to replace. There's no maintenance to worry about. And it actually eliminates the odors. And right now, they got their three-pack. You can save $200 on three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for whole home protection. You'll get three units for under $200. That's normally over $600. But you're going to save. You get a great deal. Here's what you do. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. You click on my name. And you'll see the Eden Pure three-pack. Normally, one of these things, they cost $600 for one of these filtered air purifiers. But nope, here, you save $200 on three Eden Pure Thunderstorms. You get three units for under $200 by clicking on my name and using the discount code ERIC3. ERIC and the number three, EdenPureDeals.com. Click on my name, Eric Erickson. Add the Eden Pure three pack to your cart. Use the discount code ERIC3. You'll get free shipping. Save $200 on three of them. And you'll get them for under $200. It's a fantastic deal. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. I am sure you people have probably heard Superman is now bisexual, as if you cared. Now, the actual Superman is is off-planet, apparently, according to DC Comics. And his son, Jonathan, has taken over for dad and is uh, gay, bisexual, non-binary, some such, uh, having having a relationship with another guy. And, of course, the media has made this into a very big deal, very big deal for the media, uh, all sorts of stories on it. DC says that the new Superman will fight uh, for immigrants and against climate change. Those will be the villains, the, the MAGA types and the polluters. They will be the victims. They'll be the real bad guys. He, he won't go fight for Iranian women seeking freedom, though. If they really, really, really wanted to be provocative, though, because it's not really challenging or provocative to do these days. They really wanted to be provocative. They'd make the new Superman a Christian. Yeah, but they won't. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.